This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hello there, Lewis. Please meet Conan. Good evening, boys and girls. Hello, Lewis. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm it's half 12. Oh. My bedtime was a long time ago, but that's okay because this is worth it. Oh, that's <laughs> very nice of you. I I really, uh, so much to say. First of all, Lewis, I can tell that you're somewhere in the UK. Where are you exactly right now? Uh, Watford, it's just outside London. Okay, and so you're just outside London and it is uh, 12.35, I think, where you are. It is. And You're matching his energy and it's- Well, I am. I'm matching really his energy weird. because yeah, it's we, very we late yeah. and I do match people's energies. I'm very much like that. Have you ever watched, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I am I'm, do that. I just, okay. I match people, I mirror people. Yeah. Um, Lewis <laughs> is wearing, I'm just going to describe for people. Yeah. You're wearing adult pajamas and, yes. uh, and a lovely bathrobe, and it's very civilized. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I don't... Yeah, all of my pajamas are striped. They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> are you in prison? Yes. <laughs> if you're in prison, you can tell us. Uh, no, what I was going to point out is that I admire that because I think in America we've really let down the side. We're all, uh, so many of us men just wear T-shirts and boxer shorts to bed. You are, you look like yeah. you could have a mug of... Coco, uh, you look like you're afraid Santa's going to come soon and you need to get to sleep. I mean, I, I'm and, actually and, just missing the hat for <laughs> Scrooge. For Scrooge. Sleeping cat. You know what's, uh, you're not going to believe this, Lewis, but my wife's father, my father-in-law, he wears a dressing gown when he goes to sleep and he wears the hat, the cloth cap. Wow. And I saw one night he came, you know, something like an alarm went off in the middle of the night and we all came running out of our rooms and he came running out. And I thought, oh my God, 
he just fell out of a Dickens <laughs> novel and he's really wearing that. Ghost drifting through yes. the room. I love that. Where do you, are you, are you in school? You seem very young. Um, yeah, I'm 22, nearly 23, that's, 10 days. That's young. Oh, oh, happy yeah. birthday coming up. Thank you. Um, I've just finished a degree, um, in media and creative writing wow. at the University of Hertfordshire. Oh, that's, mm. what a, you guys have the best names. Yeah. Yeah. I know it you sounds know, very posh, but it's, it's not. It's not? You don't have no. to tell people that it's University of Hertfordshire. That just sounds fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Did you have a good time? Did you enjoy college? Or do you call it university? Yeah. You just call it university. University, yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy We have it? college as well, and that's before university. Oh. Right. Very confusing. Right. Oh. And you're, when you, what you call nursery school is what we call medical school. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it all, it's very complicated. <laughs> when we say here, I'm at nursery, my kid goes to nursery school, you guys get very panicked. Cause, uh, so what, so explain to me, um, you studied, you're graduating or you're, you're not graduated yet? I have not graduated yet, but I finished all the work, so it's, I've basically graduated. Is this your thesis right now, what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Talking to an American, you guys say chat show host. Um, yeah. This could count, maybe. Uh, you could submit this and maybe get some kind of a credit. I don't see why not. Well, I do. I see. I see. I see many a lot. Of, I see a lot of problems. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Lots of reasons oh. why not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think they would say well, no educational value. This has no value whatsoever. <laughs> this is a, a terrible, terrible man. What are you interested in doing? Are you interested in in getting into uh, this world of communications? Yeah, yeah. I don't know quite where to go, but my brothers started in TV um, on a kind of children television right now. So I might just follow what he does as I always have. Oh, oh does that annoy him? I bet it annoys him that you always, yeah. you do what yeah. he, your brother does, right? Just a leech. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to just copy your brother the way I'm copying your energy. That's what you're going yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, what's, it's, big time, big I time. love that if this just keeps getting quieter and quieter. <laughs> <laughs> you just fade out. I'm going to need a nap. <laughs> podcast equivalent of a glass of warm milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just drift through my house once again in my striped pajamas. Yes. Now, Lewis, you seem like a, a funny fellow. Are you interested in comedy at all or does that not interest you? I think that's terrifying. Yeah. It's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in comedy. Yeah. But maybe not being in comedy. Right. You like to just be a fan, watch it, yeah. observe it. Yeah. Do you, um, well, I have to say I'm a massive, uh, I've all my life loved English uh, comedy. And I think some of the pe funniest people on the planet uh, to me have come from England uh, or, or elsewhere in the UK. And so I'm, you know, I've always been envious, but then I'm told, oh no, you're, you're not seeing Cousin Chutney and the, you know, <laughs> bubble-headed gang, you know, like whoever. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Actually, <laughs> I know that. I just said that off the top of my head. But bubble-headed gang? Chutney yeah, and the you know, bubble -headed I want to watch gang. that. You know, fish and chips and, you know, bickle me bang, you know. Well, we don't. <laughs> We're not seeing that we stuff. Those. What's the hut? I think we have those. You do. You have yes. Yeah, they're they're on in like the late hours. Of late hours as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fish and chips. I think that's where I should be. I think I should be on at like two in the morning in London. Yes, that's yeah, where this, I should be because I've never really quite found my niche here in America. I think that's my niche. Yeah, yeah. 
lot of uh, nonsense. Do you uh, do uh, tell me about just your, say yeah. real quickly that the energy got a little high there, so let's try oh, to keep sorry. it back. Oh, down. Okay, I'm so okay. sorry. Yeah. I can't help lower the gusto. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, too much gusto. I get Lewis. Loud. So, Lewis, uh, if you don't mind telling me, um, I feel like we're on national public radio now. Uh, Lewis, if you don't mind telling me um, a little bit about your family, you're living at home right now, I suppose, and you're with I am. mother, father, uh, brothers are off working in children's television, which means they're probably dressed as a bear or a sheep. Uh, they're dressed as some kind of stuffed animal, um, hitting each other with sticks to the delight of children. What are your, what are your parents, what are they like? Um, they've, they are very chill. Um, just, just like, just like we are now. Is it true that your parents are so chill that, um, they, they think of you as hyperactive. They've wanted you on the drug Ridlin for a while because they think, and they think that you're a rageaholic because you're constantly, in their opinion, shrieking. Is that, is that true? They're constantly telling me to lower my gusto because <laughs> there is far too much. I love lower my gusto. So yeah. much gusto. Yeah. So much gusto. Do your parents even wow. know that right now you're on an, on an American podcast? Uh, yeah, I had to mention it because if my brother heard me talking in my room at this hour, mm-hmm. um, then he'd probably come in thinking I was like, having a bad dream because mm-hmm. that's happened before. Oh. oh. oh, And what for you is a bad dream that the robe is a little coarse that you're wearing? <laughs> what's what's yeah, that? That it's not 100% cotton. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up in a sweat. Oh, thank God. Thank God it's not true. 100% cotton. What was your bad dream when your brother burst in? Um, well, I can't remember it, but he d- he did film it. Um, <laughs> your brother filmed it. <laughs> yeah, because I was I was saying this person's name over and over again. It was quite terrifying actually Aww. to watch back. Was it Conan? <laughs> it wasn't a name I knew. Okay, right. So, uh, did you warn your parents that you were doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> they must have been so warned. excited <laughs> based on your reaction. <laughs> They have no My awareness. dad was more excited. <laughs> is, your, is your dad aware of my existence on this planet? Um, I, th- I, th- I think they've seen Conan Without Borders. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I did have to remind my mum who you were. Mm. Yeah, is your, is your mom? she sounds like she's a rabid fan of mine. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Is, does she, is she the kind of person that if she was exposed to my comedy, would she, would she like it? Or is that not her cup of tea? No. Um, Be honest. It's well, fine. This is a safe space. We're in. Well, actually, we're in your attic right now. That actually comes into my question for you, mm-hmm. um, and it's that: Why doesn't my mum like American humor? Mm. <laughs> oh, so that I, first I question's show, answered. Then I think. Okay, I, I show her I a lot. Th- I think you could just play her this, and that would answer all the questions you need. She doesn't like uh, American television. She doesn't like American yeah. comedy. I, I, it's, yeah, it's the comedy. I've been trying, we've been going through Parks and Recreation at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's and an excellent show. If she sometimes likes it, but some episodes, it just ends with her saying, it's okay. But that's Aww. like a direct descendant of the British office. So what does she say to that? I, I, I don't think she liked that either, to be oh. fair. Oh. oh, so it's not that she disapproves of America. She's very critical. She's just very critical. Yeah. Is she we critical of Mr. Robot as well? You're and watching Miss you you're you are watching Mr. Robot with her? With my mum and my dad. Mm-hmm. And my dad loves it. Mm-hmm. My mum doesn't. And she um, she really should leave the room. But <laughs> she sits there with like a newspaper and just kind of looks up 
with disapproval every now and then. Wow. I know. That's cold. What does she like? Like, what is, is she into, like, yeah. EastEnders? That's the only British no. show I can think of. <laughs> what, what is there a Shutney Brothers in the Bubble Hutch <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is? Um, does like, she, she's more into fish and Does chips. she like uh, the great British baking show? Nope. Never got into that. Oh, my um, God. What does she like? Does she like? She, oh, here's my question. And you can help us cut to the chase, Lewis. What does she like? Is there anything she that she likes. gets excited about and she puts the newspaper down and watches it with glee? Would I lie to you? It's a panel show. And you have to find out whether people are lying or not. Sounds rubbish when I say it like ah, that. Is it good? Do you like it? Yeah. Oh. It's, a, it's a great show. Oh. I actually agree with her on that. Okay. Oh. So her, um, she loves watching a pathological liar and trying to catch <laughs> them uh, in a slip yes. up. That's what she, she likes. should love this show. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I've said so far today, Lewis, is true. Uh, well, I think um, it sounds like your mother, if I had to guess, your mother, I think, is trying to protect herself. Mm. It sounds to me like she's building a bit of a defensive wall. If you're going to jump into a world of watching different shows and exposing yourself to the arts, you need to let go a little bit. Your father's up for it, but your mother is not. And it's safe for her. What's the paper that you guys like to read? Is it The Guardian? Is it The, it's the Sun, the which s- isn't, yeah. Is that the one that has it, all the naked women in it? It used to. I'm always shocked. I would be now. on an international flight and they would say, would you like the British newspaper? And I'd say, well, yes, please, thinking that it would be this very stuffy affair. And uh, I'd open it up and did be 19 page three page three just and, and wow you just the page. oh my god trust me and yeah. i was i started well, getting man. on i started flying airlines just to get that paper <laughs> um and i would steal all the page threes but these incredibly uh sexy ladies uh right there sometimes uh quite exposed in the newspaper we don't have that in this country usa today wouldn't stand for it um, yeah we have high standards yes they insist a pie chart is about as sexy as, sexy as it got at usa today but my my guess is that your mother feels safe holding that paper up and kind of hiding behind it and choosing this defensive posture. What do you think, Lewis? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a shield and I think I will break it one day. Mm. Wow. I will break it. But wow. it's, it sounds like it's... It sounded violent. I meant more. Yeah. Just I'm show her more. But it, sound, it sounds like it's mainly, you said, for American shows. So no, you think she, she has an issue with America? She's critical of all shows, but oh. I think American humor especially. Ah. Well, I have to agree with her that I think there's a lot out there uh, in America that's that's not good. I, you know, I'm not allowed to toot my own horn, but I see myself as a lonely bastion, a lighthouse in the fog, oh. if you will, um, trying to set the standard, trying mm-hmm. to raise the standard. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's a lonely... Uh, profession that I've chosen mm-hmm. to be uh, mm-hmm. so good at what I do for so. But your mom doesn't know who Conan is, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you said no. earlier? Okay, no. I just, I just this... wanted to remind you that his mom didn't know who you were, so. <laughs> just in case you forgot. No, I remember now. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You're his dad. I shouldn't have dude. mentioned that. No, no. You know what, Lewis? We believe in honesty here. Plus, I can pay to have this segment edited. <laughs> um, Perfect. I'm going to hire John Oliver. Uh, to pretend to be you and we'll do edits and um, he'll say things like my mother loves you in fact Mm. everyone in England loves you you're a national hero here and we'll do little fixes here and there does your mom like John Oliver because he is British but he does American humor 
I don't think she's aware of John Oliver either. What? Does she know the musical Oliver? Does she like that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I was actually in it. Finally. Were you in Oliver? I knew it. Wow. I was. I was Fagin. You were Fagin? You seem yes. like you'd be a, a pickpocket, a little yeah. British pickpocket. Give us a taste old. of Fagin. Yeah. It was mostly the hands. It's yeah. all in the, I wore fingerless gloves. Well, that's, yeah, if you're in a Dickens play, the first thing they do is start chopping yeah. off the fingers <laughs> on the gloves. Put this I on your bob- striped pajamas and straight into the fingerless gloves. Uh, wow. Um, does she like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the movie? No, but she does like Sound of Music. Oh. Well, everyone loves Sound of Music. Yeah, mm-hmm. Everyone does There's like the it. the occasional Nazi who doesn't like it, for the most part. <laughs> They're like, well, we should have caught them. But um, for the most part, uh, people are fine with it. Um, well, I have to say, Lewis, I think I diagnosed your mother correctly. I think she's a very good person. And I think she's someone who's just, uh, I think she's in a protective crouch, if you will, afraid to, to give it up for what she sees as just a chaotic world of wild comic ramblings. Uh, she's not up for that. And so that's why she's choosing this position. It's safer, don't you think? Yeah, you know, I've, I feel bad for her now. Um, I think <laughs> I, need, I need to mention I am a musician. I have an album called Live For More by Huckleberry Friend. Mm. And she will be very upset if I didn't mention that. Well, that's nice. And first of all, I am not nothing uh, against your mom. I, too... No, many people like your mom, uh, and I sometimes am like that myself, just wanting to say bah humbug to all of this to pick up on the uh, Dickensian theme. And so I think your mom is right. There's a lot of bad stuff out there. And as I said, I am a lone beacon of quality in a world of garbage. Um, I'm just speaking now in an incredible silence because no one agrees with oh, me. We're back to I'll low I'll join gusto. you out there. Um, ju- let's take it out let's of do, low gusto. Let's just do one yeah. last plug because I want to make your mom happy and I want your mom to understand that if she really wants the good stuff, she's got to get some Conan O'Brien into her life. There's plenty of it available online. You can show her the good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. I defy, defy you to find anything that's less than A plus quality. Um, one more plug for your music. It's called Huckleberry... Yes, I'm called Huckleberry Friend. Huckleberry Friend. And my album is called Live For More. Live oh, For wow. More. Do you sing? This podcast has just turned into you two plugging your own <laughs> <Yeah>. shares. <laughs> so the comedy to watch is Conan O'Brien. Uh, Conan O'Brien Without Borders. Mm. Uh, listen to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend or watch the Conan Show on Turner Network. Oh, jeez. Or the classic stuff is Late Night with Conan O'Brien and the brief stint of The Tonight Show. Uh, if you want music in your life, uh, Huckleberry Friend. The track is Live For More my good friend Lewis and I think if you have those two things in your life you honestly don't need anything else mm-hmm. um, you don't you can you can just end it here well not end it here sorry that sounded, <laughs> that's great that sounded always bad. nice when someone across the pond invokes mass suicide <laughs> Lewis <laughs> you are the quietest most soft spoken uh, thank you uh, of all the people I've ever talked to but I admire you you're very uh, intelligent and uh, you're a fine representative of your nation. Uh, thank you. I thank you for joining thank us. Thank you very much, Conan. Yeah. And You're a fine specimen yourself. <laughs> this ended uh, very, I mean, my heart rate now is at 15 beats per minute.
You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it? But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. Car Shield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think CarShield. CarShield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call CarShield and choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice to protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. <laughs> I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified, unified business, business management, management suite. suite. You yes. said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com. Slash Conan. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is the quick, easy, trusted place for your next oil change. Valvoline's convenient, no appointment needed. You can even stay in your car while they do the work. You have to sit in some waiting room, you know? Mm -hmm. Their friendly, certified technicians have over 270 hours of training and they get you in and out fast while performing a thorough free 18-point maintenance check with your oil change. We got someone here who just experienced this, our own Aaron Blair. Blair, well, how was it? It was awesome. I took my Jeep uh, jock jams in and got a sweet oil change. And, uh, and I actually brought a book because I thought it would take a while. And uh, they had me in and out in like 15 minutes. It was awesome. Well, also, you should point out, you can't read. I can't. So, But I wanted people to <laughs> you, think I could. Yeah, but I mean, uh, come on. Yeah, maybe somebody hot is there. And they're like, oh, what are you reading? I'm like, oh, and then, then you know, now I've, I'm, I got a date. Yeah, yeah I don't but, think that's, uh, that's not how people meet each other. Didn't, didn't have time for that. Yeah, so if you see Blay driving around in his beautifully oiled jock jams, <laughs> give him the old thumbs up or throw a tangerine at him. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Valvoline, they're doing it right. Visit valvoline.com slash Conan for an exclusive offer towards your next oil change. 
Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Hello, William. How are you? I am doing all right. How are you? I'm uh, pretty good. Where are you right now, William? I'm in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I've never been to Anchorage, Alaska. It's That's fantastic. It's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell him you're just in a room. So you could literally be in <laughs> Cleveland right now and I wouldn't know. Yeah. I don't know why I'm acting like, I just had the enthusiasm of someone who was just transported to Alaska <laughs> onto a mountaintop. And all I'm doing is looking at someone on Zoom in a room. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I, I could I could take you on a trip if you wanted to and kind of scan it out my backyard and you'd see the proof, but uh, you, then you'd also see my backyard and that's not good. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm guessing shallow graves everywhere. Um, uh, William, you live in Anchorage. What's it like in Anchorage? I've never been there. Are there flies? Are they huge? Do they have rivets on them? You know, do they uh, weigh like six pounds? I mean, uh, what's the weird exotic stuff that happens in Anchorage that doesn't happen anywhere else? Uh, I mean, other than like the sun never setting and stuff like that in the summer. Oh. Um, I mean, you That's get used right. to blackout curtains and things like that. The mosquitoes are, I mean, there are mosquitoes that are about the size of your palm when you really- That's what I've heard. It. It's I've heard that nuts. the mosquitoes are massive. Yeah. Those big ones don't eat you though. They eat other mosquitoes, but I don't know. Like my wife went on a run today and she had to go a different direction because there was a moose on the path. So like, there's a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff, man. That's cool. Yeah, that's kind of a neat story. You yeah. know, think about it. Think of- I would love that if I tried to take a jog, but I had to alter my course because of a moose. Yeah, I've been it's late to work a, a couple times because of that. First of all, are these, what's the plural, meese? Isn't the, it just moose? moose? Moosin, I don't know. Okay. Moosin. I'm going to say meese. Are these meese, these numerous moose eye, are they, <laughs> are they doing this to be dicks, like just standing in the path? Do they know they're being an obstruction or uh, is it just who they are? I don't know. The only times that I've ever really come up on moose have been pretty accidental. Uh, right. In town, they're pretty used to humans. So I think that they, it's kind of like, I'm not going to move. It's a very alpha move. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. I see. I yeah. see. So sometimes you're trying to use an ATM, but the moose is standing right there at the ATM and you can't get past it and you have to wait like four hours. Yeah. And every now and then the moose, rather than just move, it just checks its balance yeah. in its checking account. Yeah. And then it'll make me give it its my lunch money, stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah. It's a bully. They, yeah. Moose oh, just sound like they they're, suck. They are bullies. They're they're irritating bullies. Uh, I thought they were great and noble beasts, but now I've changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> what do you do, William? I work for State Farm. I do insurance. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine company, I'm told. They have yeah. agents everywhere. We read ads for State Farm, and this is not this is a total coincidence, but I have read some State Farm ads, and apparently they do. They have something like eighty thousand agents all across the country. More agents than you'd ever think about. They have a lot. They have like twenty. And this agents. is not an ad. This is a total accident. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I do remember. I do remember some of the copy from reading State Farm. Me too. No, they have a lot of agents. Yeah, almost way too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they like got to, You know, yeah. it's, it's like they're agents representing other agents. It's insane. <laughs> um, William, you live in Anchorage. I would think if you lived in Anchorage. There'd be this pressure to be out there with a Bowie knife hunting, 
canoeing, uh, putting tennis rackets on your feet and traipsing through the snow. Yeah. Are you that kind of guy? Put it to you this way. The first time I snowshoed, I was so drastically disappointed because my only exposure to that was like Winnie the Pooh when I was a kid. And you actually stay on top of the snow. It sucks, man. I'm not an oh. out- I'm not the outdoorsman at all. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it's okay to not like snowshoeing. I tried it once and I thought it's a total scam. It's just a good way to trip. Yeah. It just makes your feet bigger uh, and more clumsy and you're still in the snow. Uh, That's someone's practical joke that's lasted hundreds of years. (laughs) Oh, having trouble getting through the snow? Tie these oversized tennis rackets to your feet. Go ahead. Still having trouble? Tee hee. Keep at it for a few hundred years. That's what I think snowshoeing is. But are you an outdoorsman in other ways? Uh, Not really. I mean, I like playing sports outdoors, but not like the outdoorsman. Like, Do you know how to hunt game and then hunt it down and then field dress it and then smoke it over a flame and then eat it? Oh, yeah. I... When, when I did go hunting with my father-in-law, the only moose I saw on that hunt was when I was waking up from a nap. <laughs> it had snuck up on me and my gun was out of reach. So there's, there's <laughs> Wait that. A Wait a minute. You went hunting with your father-in-law in Anchorage, Alaska, right? And you're out in the countryside in the woods and you go to sleep. You see no game. You go to sleep. And when you wake up, a moose is looking at you and it's between you and your gun. It, it was, well, it, the gun was off to my left a little bit. The moose was about 15 feet in front of me. Now, tell the truth. The moose also had a gun, right? Yeah, yeah it was It was back for my lunch money again. <laughs> the moose was like, ah, have a nice nap, did you? Yeah. Don't even try for the gun there, William. You won't make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, that's incredible. So you did nothing. You just stared at the moose and then it walked away? I tried to reach for the gun and it just, uh, moose are fast, man. Moose are fast? Are they really? I don't think they are. I, I just think of them just- I think that moose took its time leaving, William. And I think, I don't think you had it in you to shoot a moose and I don't blame you. <laughs> would I, you have shot the moose if you could? I don't think you would have. I, I, I would have if I could have, because it's good food, but I- I did on the hunt. I wound up getting a, a grizzly bear. What? You got a grizzly? Yeah, that, that skull in Wait the background right there. I, I got a grizzly bear. Yeah. That's insanity. I First of all, I've never... Uh, <laughs> grizzlies are, are... They're like a killing machine, yeah. grizzlies. Yeah. I'm fascinated by grizzly bears. And I happen to know that... They'll if they start charging you, it doesn't even matter if you have a gun. You're it's it's over. I, I mean, they're practically bulletproof. What did, what do you mean you got a grizzly? I, you had nine moose taunting you <laughs> and you did nothing, and then you say, Oh, but I got a grizzly. Yeah. Um I so like I said, I'm not an outdoorsman. My father in law, he's been hunting since he was like seven I mean, or eight. Your years father in law sounds like a bully. Yeah. He he's a manly man. Um and is he Nick Offerman? You can tell us. <laughs> He's like Nick Offerman with a little less hair on his head and his mustache. Wow. I think Nick Offerman is playing a prank on you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'd be a pretty uh, fun prank. Um, but you know, I'm, 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 it sounds to me, I'm just getting the cliche of you're this very nice, soft spoken, pleasant young man who likes to probably stay inside and uh, work on his uh, X Wing fighter model. And then. <laughs> Your father-in-law is like, we're going out to get the dreaded moose. And you're thinking, I'd rather put on your snowshoes. <laughs> out we go. Is that what happens? It, I mean, that's not too far off. I wouldn't have gone if it weren't kind of obligatory, if I'm being honest. Oh, no. It was a great experience, though. In hindsight, like one of the best experiences of my life. So wait a minute. So you've told us about 
basically, you know, you, you got moose to the left of you, moose to the right, but they're outwitting you at every turn. Tell us how you bagged the grizzly. I, I was, I was up in a stand and we were just kind of sitting there for like three or four hours. Uh, and as we were sitting there, we, we heard some rustling off to the right and, and he's like, Hey, like there's a moose, start calling it in. And so we start raking and, and we just use this bucket. What do you mean raking? I don't know what you're talking it's, about. It, you use a bucket lid and you just kind of scrape a branch and it kind of sounds like when a moose is raking their antlers on a tree. So we start raking yeah. and it starts raking back at us. And then it's, you start saying, I'm a moose. Yeah. I'm a moose. I, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm a moose. You should I'm try it sometime. <laughs> um, so bad at it. I'm a moose. That's oh. what I'd be doing. Yeah. Um, I'm a moose. So that, that moose then started coming downwind of us because that's what they'll do. I found out. Mm-hmm. This is all information yeah. that I'm just regurgitating from him. They'll come downwind of you to see if what you're all about, get a whiff of you. And right when he got about parallel to us, maybe just 30, 40 yards into the forest, we heard what sounded like a like a pit bull just growling right in our ears. But it was a it was a grizzly bear like 150 yards away, but it sounded like it was just right up on the ear. And he looked at me and he's like, do you want to shoot a moose or a bear? And in my head, I'm like, I don't see the moose yet, but I see the bear now. And uh, I lined up my shot and luckily basically killed it instantly, which you can't really do on purpose. Wow, I think given the choice between... <sighs> You said moose or grizzly. I'd have shot the father-in-law. <laughs> that guy's, you know. And first of all, what's the, is it fun to be up in a stand? I just would feel like Lee Harvey Oswald up there. <laughs> I, you know, comes driving by in a motorcade. That's, where's the sportsmanship in that? You want to be down there on the ground fighting it with your own bare hands. We'd been we'd been hiking out a lot. I'd gotten lost earlier that week, even though there's relatively good paths and stuff. I, like I said, it's not my thing. I I was safe up there. Yeah, I'm glad you were up there. I'm glad you're safe. Um, what do you do then with the grizzly? Uh, well, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on. Um, they'll size it. And if you want to, you can like enter it in to see if it falls in like certain size categories that certain associations will like give you awards for. So I I actually, it wound up being that this grizzly bear was an inch and three quarters shy of the world record. What? Yeah. Of the, what do you mean of the world record? World record? You mean the world record? For interior grizzly. Wait, so you said world, not just in Alaska, but in all of the world. Yeah. So Boone and Crockett is the association that is like, they measure the biggest fishing game that get recorded. And there's Kodiak grizzly, so like the coastal ones. And then there's interior grizzly. You're not an outdoorsman. Wow. And you go out on a hunt and you're so not an outdoorsman that you fall asleep and when you and, and a moose has to wake you up and show you where your gun is. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you drop this. Uh, there you go. And you also dropped your ammo. Thanks, yeah. Moose. No problem. That's how much of a of a of an outdoorsman you are. Then when you least expect it, you shoot at a grizzly, you miss, but your miss shot kills it instantly. And then it turns out to be slightly, slightly, slightly less than the biggest grizzly, interior grizzly in the world. That is an accurate summary. Oh my God. I've had a pretty good hunting Spotify playlist though. So like I was ready in that way. <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> wow. I've read Jack London. I've read Call of the Wild. He never talks about his Spotify playlist. <laughs> then Arcade Fire came on and I was really rocking it out. I was listening to a little Taylor Swift and she was singing Revenge. And then I squeezed the trigger. Wow. Uh, that's um, that's quite a story. I, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could shoot a grizzly bear. 
Let me ask you a question. Yes. You've hunted grizzly, which they say is a very dangerous game. But we both know the most dangerous game is man. Let me ask you something, William. If you were hunting me in the woods, do you think I'd be a dangerous quarry? You would probably bound through it the same way a moose. I feel like you'd be able to jump over things the same way a moose does. Just It looks awkward, but then it's able to kind of maneuver in ways you wouldn't expect. <laughs> I've seen you on stage before, and it's just a lot of like zigging yes. and zagging. Yeah. I, first of all, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, I give the appearance of being awkward, but I'm deceptively quick. I often get downwind of my guests. <laughs> I like to sniff them out before I interview them to find out what they're all about. But also, I think I would, I could attack. You could be tracking me, but then at some point you might realize I'm tracking you. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? A little, little reverse game of cat and mouse there. Huh. Yeah. I wonder what my flesh, I'm, you know, I'm no spring chicken. Would my flesh taste better because I'm a little older? I've been around a bit. Would, a, would, would, the, would the flesh of the Conan, the great wild Conan, do you think, would it be tasty? I don't. I don't honest. know that there's a good way to answer that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> that know. Feels like a, that feels like I've been backed into something that's almost got like some legal ramifications there. Yeah. Well, why would I, uh, listen, don't say just because I asked you, were you to hunt me down and kill me and then eat my flesh, would it taste good, that I'm backing you into an awkward question? Yeah. I don't think that's an awkward question. Well, you know, the bear tastes good because it's eating berries because it's older. So right. what is your diet? I mean, you would taste like- Booberry, <laughs> booberry cereal. I eat a lot of booberry cereal. And I also eat Frankenberry- and Count Chocula. Uh-huh. I eat a lot of uh, I, I I eat a lot of berries that are fake berries that are in children's cereal. <laughs> Do you think that would make my flesh taste good? I'd eat you. <laughs> there you go. I guess if if, if Sona would, then then I'm on board too. Yeah. As long as I have an accomplice and I'm not the only person in the room who's saying, yeah, it wasn't that bad. We'll grill you up. It'll be sweet. A little garlic. Lots of garlic. Yeah, oh, a lot of garlic. Herbs. Uh, well, William, I got you to pretty much admit that you look forward to uh, to hunting me in the woods, uh, tracking me down, and then uh, partaking of my flesh. So you came across at the beginning of the interview like a nice normal chap. And now we see you. For, now we see you for who you really are. Yeah. Jesus, this turned into a freak show. <sighs> it started out so normally. Um, Wow. And I understand there's happy news on the way. You're having a child. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. In the in the time that I interviewed for the, this is. The child is the second biggest news. I found out I was going to be on Conan, and then I found out that my wife and I are having a baby. Wow. <laughs> so you took life, but you brought life into the world. Evidently, yeah. So there's a nice uh, yin-yang to that. Do you know what you're having yet, boy, girl? No, no. Ba- the, we're, bear? We're actually, uh, <laughs> um, we are pretty early on in the process. Uh, oh, congr- we well, congratulations. Have- Thank you. Sona here is uh, carrying twins. She'll be having Twins very soon. Very, very soon. Twin boys. Uh, so uh, cool. she soon will know the glory of, uh, of bringing life into the world. Won't yes, you, Sona? I will. Pretty excited, though. It wasn't very expected. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> A happy surprise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Well, William, very nice talking to you, and I'm very excited for you. Think of the name Conan. Not many people do, <laughs> but uh, consider it. It works for a boy or a girl. I was both. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Gender fluid. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, well, take care, William. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This is a lot of fun. Bye. Bye. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. 
Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solateroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineered by Will Beckton. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.